Hello, bold ones. My name is Anne Alexander Cedar. This is the Act Bold Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. We have Danny Fernandez from Retratos Barcelona, which is a headshot studio for actors as well as other people, but we don't care about them. We care about the actors. And Danny's going to give us all the ins and outs on how to take your perfect headshot. Not only how to take it, but also how to prepare for it. So, Danny, welcome to Act Bold. I'm super excited to have you here. I ran across your pictures while looking through some friends' portfolios, and I just immediately it grabbed my attention, and I had to Google you and find out who took these pictures, and, and uh, here you are. So, Thank you very welcome. much. Thank you for having me. Pleased to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. You are an Englishman in Spain with a Spanish last name. Tell me your story. Yeah, I'm from London. I moved to Barcelona 12 years ago. I didn't think I would be here longer than six months, to be honest. It was just a, not a temporary move, but I didn't see it as a long-term thing. And then Barcelona has a habit of sucking people in. And mm, I feel like I'm a Munich good example of too. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So definitely Barcelona's home for me now. And yeah, I'm really pleased where I'm at because I feel like I'm doing my dream job in my dream city. And that was a, something that I wanted to do after living here for about five or six years. So you, you were already a photographer for actors in London or no. were you? No. Uh, so how did you transition into taking pictures for actors? So I think like a lot of photographers, when I first started, I did a lot of different styles of photography, which is very normal. You're in the survival trap, right? So you're taking what, whatever jobs pay at the time. So for example, I used to photograph some weddings, I have done some products, I have done some events. But what I realized, the longer that I photographed, I just really was always drawn towards working with people. So around five or six years ago, I knew that I had to really focus on one style of photography. And yeah, it was a very kind of obvious choice that it would be working with people. And I think that's all just to do with personality. I love connecting with people, meeting people. And I feel like portrait photography is, is the perfect job for me. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I'm a hobby photographer. But okay. the one thing I know, truly just a hobby photographer, <laughs> but I, one thing I do notice is that, and I also like portraits. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it just goes to being an actor and being drawn to people and their essence and all yeah. of that. But I find it so interesting because before I, I started, it was actually a twofold thing. And I think probably what got me into it was the Meisner. Are you familiar with this Meisner exercise where you just look into each other's eyes until there's an impulse to react? And then really? You react. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it was, that was the first time that I realized that people who I thought, that I started to see like the true beauty within people. Normally, that only comes about when you have a deep conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. But for me, it started to come about just looking into other people's eyes. Mm -hmm. The thing that drew me to photography, portrait photography, was because you're looking at these, and all of a sudden, I just started seeing how beautiful everyone was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it was a really, I, even now, I sort of get emotional when I think about it. It was, there, there really is something special about that connection between a photographer and and a human being on the yeah. other end of that lens. Absolutely, yeah. As humans, we're hardwired to read emotions and expressions 
through mm. body language and expressions and stuff like that. Yeah, so I think that being a photographer, that's your job is to help nurture that connection with your sitter and yeah, transmit that into a photograph. So speaking of that, how do you do that? I just, I recently was going through a friend's new headshots and to help her decide which, which mm. ones to choose. Me and I'm sure several other people. But the one thing that I notice is that as an actor, I think especially as an actor who's been working for quite a while, I have a really good idea what makes a good headshot for another actor. Yeah. But when it's my headshot, just and, and this is her problem as well, when it's her headshot, first of all, it's so hard to decide. But second of all, what I noticed was with her, and she's a very... She's a wonderful actress. She's a very animated human being, as most of us are. And her headshots were, she had about five expressions. And they were all like really, from the photographer's side, they were all really good. Mm -hmm. And they were untouched and everything. So you could see they were good headshots. Yeah. But from her side, she wasn't giving all that she could have been and mm -hmm. should have been maybe to get the most out of her headshot session mm -hmm. so what do you suggest to people how can they first of all is there anything that they can do to prepare maybe let's start with that yeah yeah absolutely there's definitely a, a few ways to prepare i think the first thing is just being aware of what is going to happen during the session every photographer this isn't from experience but i assume every headshot photographer is going to work slightly differently i'm sure there's commonalities between us so i think the my job as a photographer is to help the sitters, my clients, bring out the best in their performance. And it is essentially a little bit of a performance. Wait, um, I have to stop you there. What do you mean by sitters? Sitters, so my someone in front of the camera. When I say a client, an actor. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so a sitter is <laughs> I thought you had sitting. like babysitters for the actors. No, 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 no. Come no, on no. now, look here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when someone is in front of the camera, it's a collaboration. So it needs to come from both sides. So I think it's important for the actor just to know what to expect during the session, especially for, for people when perhaps this is their first time having their headshot taken. I think... A good place to start for the actor is firstly thinking about the kind of roles that they want to get cast for. And this doesn't necessarily have to be the same roles that they are currently being cast for. You're speaking my language. Yeah, because I think it's very important to, um, you know, I mean, you could have been playing a particular role repeatedly, but maybe you feel that you're destined to, to do something different. And I think it's important that you're updated headshots should be pointing you in the direction that you want to be going. So yeah, I think being aware of the kind of roles that you want to go for is very important because that will influence how I photograph someone. For example, if someone wants to play a kind of more dramatic role, that will influence slightly the outfits that we the actor wears during the session and also the choice of background and lighting and stuff like that. What if they want to do both? No, exactly. So during the session, typically we do multiple looks. So like at the minimum, usually we photograph two looks, which is, it depends on the client, but usually it's one slightly more commercial friendlier look and then perhaps a more serious one if they're the two roles that they want to go for. But that being said, I think it's also important that the actor is very, uh, the actor should be kind of aware of their just their like personality because we want them as a person to come through in the photo as well you know yeah That's and so key. let's talk about that for a minute do you 
Because when I work with actors, I always think it's very important for them to understand what their essences are yeah. and how those essences can be combined, for example. Do you do any, do you ask them if they are even aware of their essences? Because so many actors, I think they get confused between typecasting. You could play a doctor. You could yeah. play a mother. You, what the hell is that? That doesn't say anything. Yeah. And what their essence is. Are they trustworthy? Are they warm? Are they mm. reserved? Are they yeah. intelligent? Is that their essence? It doesn't yeah. reflect who they really are sometimes. Yeah. But is that what they're projecting? Is that what mm. they're bringing to the session? Is that So do you talk about that at all with the actors beforehand? This is something that I've been thinking about more recently. And it's mm. definitely, to be honest, I don't really have this discussion with them, but I feel that I'm working this out as I'm speaking to them. The way that I work, I have a, before the, the actor comes into the studio on the day of the shoot, I like to have a quick Zoom call. So just like a quick 10, 15 minute video call. And part of the reason is this is, it's just a chat and I'm getting some information from them, but that helps me figure out their essence. Essentially, it's I'm just communicating to them as a human and we're just talking and it allows me to yeah get an idea of who this person is. Then it kind of gives me a start in place of like how, well, I, I can I start thinking, how can I show their essence in a photo? And this is a challenging thing. I mean, portrait photography, it's, it's a whole bunch of skills. And I, for myself, one of the biggest challenges is like, how do you show someone's personality in a still image? I feel like with a video clip, it's easier to come through, but with a photograph, it's one frame and you're trying to show someone's personality. And I think this has always been the greatest challenge for the portrait photographers. Absolutely. Do you have anything that you say to the actors? I know like when, again, when I'm working with actors and I tell them, okay, you're preparing for a new headshot session. I do the same thing you do with telling them, think ahead of time the kind of roles that you would like to cast for and depending on how many looks they're going to get. Because, mm -hmm. right, as you say, sometimes it's two looks, sometimes it's five looks, whatever yeah. it is. But you should have at least two adjectives, I think, per look. Yeah. So if it's, I don't know, just something very simple, but maternal and warm, right? So that would be something that I could play. So yeah. obviously I'm thinking, or intelligent and duplicitous mm -hmm. and then you can also do intelligent and warm right yeah. so this so it's a whole so you so that you have something that you are that you have something to focus on yeah right a, a facet so i'm uh -huh. always saying this as well i don't like this expression of diamonds in the rough that's like you know a lump of coal i don't know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody's a lump of coal. I think we're more faceted diamonds. And mm -hmm. it depends which facet we polish and bring out to the light, which which is the one that's that's glinting at the moment, which yeah. is the one that's catching the light. Yeah. And there are so many and they are all contributing to that beautiful spark sparkle. But you have to think about which facet you want to show at any one given time, especially mm -hmm. in this kind of a situation. As you say, it's not a it's not a moving picture, it is a still image. Absolutely. I love the analogy. And one thing so I find that different different actors respond to different kind of cues. So yeah, what I do sometimes is working with adjectives like what you said. And what is really interesting is after when we're reviewing the images shot by shot. So there could be a one second kind of space between two photos. 
And I find you can really see it's not so much is a change in expression. It's more micro expressions. And you can sometimes you can pinpoint you're like, okay, this is when you went for the intelligent and warm look. This next one was whatever, like a slight difference. And for me, it's fascinating. Like I, I'm super fascinated with people's faces and the idea of micro expressions <laughs> with, yeah. So like the idea of, I, I'm just, I love how someone can transmit something different and it could be, it's almost imperceivable what the difference is physically, but it has a different feeling. And it could literally just be a difference of a millimeter or two millimeters, like maybe the eyes are slightly narrower or there's a slight smirk, whatever. And it's just, it's really interesting how like as humans, we read this kind of like body language and expression. How sophisticated we are, no? Yeah. And, and it all happens on a subconscious level. Yeah. And I feel like through my job, I've been able to analyze that a little bit. So for example, when I'm helping my clients do the selection, sometimes we have two photos on the screen. And we can both say, okay, we prefer this image. Like this one feels a bit more, a bit warmer, for example. And then when you analyze it, you're like, what is the difference? And it's so subtle. You know, these are, again, it's just kind of micro expressions and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think above all, the most important thing is to be present, mm -hmm. right? Because so many actors, and it's funny, you know, because on camera, they're fine. That, you know, when, when they're moving, when they're in their role, they're fine. But as soon as the camera gets turned on them, it's yeah. all of a sudden it's a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there anything we can do to get over that, to feel more comfortable? I guess the more experience you have having your photo taken, I feel mm -hmm. like naturally that will make you feel more confident and not confident, but more comfortable. But you're right. Actors are trained to move. You learn how to move and how to present yourself and stuff like that. When you're taking a photo, it's actually it's different to what you're trained to do. When I'm photographing someone, I'm asking them to more, essentially be still. So it's a different skill set. And I feel like it's a, before I started photographing actors, I assumed all actors would be great on camera, mm -hmm. meaning a mm -hmm. photograph. And then I realized that's not always the case. So I feel like this is where I feel that it's always a collaboration between the photographer and the actor, because our job is to help you get the best performance. And let me, let me so, ask you this though, Dan, sorry to interrupt, but I, I, what, what is the through line for you on actors that really give a good portrait performance? Mm -hmm. You mean, so what do I think is like the kind of commonality? Yeah. I think I would say experience often helps. Usually the more experienced actors, maybe it's because they've had their headshot taken more times and they're more comfortable with the idea of being in front of the camera and, and stuff like that. That could be one thing. I feel like actors that can, I guess they can, for example, I don't want someone, I want someone to communicate with my camera as if it's not a camera. I want them to look at the camera as if they're looking at a person. I want them to be relaxed and not have any kind of mask on. I want them to have their guard down. And I feel like the kind of more successful portraits and headshots definitely have that moment where it feels like there's no guard and they're, they're being vulnerable and they're being open and allowing emotions subtly to, to kind of play into the camera. And, you know, there are techniques that, that the photographer does to, to help that, you know, we're given a lot of guidance, but 
ultimately we're trying to help them lower their guard because I feel like it's the typical if you have a fake smile that's a fake smile you're not showing you're wearing a mask and I feel like the most impactful portraits at least for myself if I'm looking at portraits and the ones that stand out to me they're definitely ones that feel real they feel genuine it feels like you're talking to the person face to face yeah so going back to your question I think experience helps I think just being aware during the photo session like we don't want you just wearing a mask we want your personality to come through so just I think being aware that is a part of it would help them be comfortable with that idea which may be I don't know I mean from an actor's point of view because you're essentially you're pretending to be someone else right in a lot of cases mm-hmm. so I mean how 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 does that affect you like when you have your headshot taken are you always trying to project a character or are you also comfortable with the idea of trying to just be yourself no i'm i've been doing this a long time i i am comfortable with projecting who i am but you mentioned trying to talk as if you're the camera isn't a camera but a human being yeah so i definitely will often have someone in mind yeah and even sometimes a situation that i'm thinking about as i'm having my picture taken yeah so you know my son and i'll i'll think of different things i'll think of i'm i'm proud of him i can think of a situation where i was worried about him or yeah. you know but you know obviously the love is always there so you have all these sort of layered emotions that are that yeah. are in there or my husband or and then of course that's a very layered relationship as well yeah. and and you know my sister my mother so people who i'm very close to yeah and who i'm not afraid to show them who i am yeah, right. they know who i am yeah 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 that is something that i definitely will keep in mind when i'm trying to do a headshot session but the other thing that i think is super important is or at least for me i always try and i'm literally always moving my head just subtly giving different looks and yeah. trying to do things like that right yeah. also i the pictures that i love the most from other actors the ones that really resonate with me are the ones where people are, where i where they seem to be caught in a moment of just like abandon yeah whether they're tying their shoe or yeah. they're kicking their feet or what and i love those i love those yeah i'm not so great at doing those interestingly because i i am an animated human being i'm not a very still person but i'm good at doing the laughing photos and stuff but it's yeah it's different but those are the ones that resonate with me but they may yeah. not be or maybe it's just a matter of taste are you nodding your head because they resonate with you as well yeah definitely like i love the kind of in between moments one of my favorite portrait photographers is an american guy called dan winters and i have his book it's yeah it's a really great oh. book it's called the road to seeing and there's one there's a portrait of an actress i forget who it is right now and he in the book his key tells the stories behind his photos so he's talking about the session and yeah basically this one portrait it was definitely an in between moment and there's just something about her expression which is so it she's not looking at the camera she's looking down and i don't know what's going on through her head but she's definitely like in some kind of moment and yeah. that's when Dan Winters took the photo for sure he had a lot more kind of traditional photos of her making eye contact and stuff like that but i feel like it's such a powerful image because she's just lost she's not necessarily daydreaming but you can just see that she's in the middle of kind of 
feeling something and that really came across in the camera and yeah this is something that during my sessions i shoot a lot and part of the reason is i know that these little in-between moments usually when the client's not posing essentially they're not posing they're the most relaxed because i'm not giving them direction we're not taking photos what happens sometimes is a session could last two or three hours sometimes the best photos are the very first photo we take, which is when I say, hey, we're not taking a photo. I'm just setting up the light. You don't have to do anything. Click. And because <laughs> of that, they're just, it's very yeah. natural. They're not trying. Yeah, um, they're relaxed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because the headshots, or I guess they're probably more portraits of some of the bigger actors. Judy Dench comes to mind. She has one portrait where she's just like sort of, you know, hunched over and relaxing on her knees. I don't know if you know which portrait I'm, I don't even know who took it, mm -hmm. but it's such a strong, she's such a, a, a strong presence anyway, yeah. but it is so like, boom, here I am. This yeah. is Judy Dench. And, yeah. and I love it, yeah. you know, and I think it's so powerful when, when actors can bring something like that to a picture, just, yeah. you know, Boom, here yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. So is there anything that you do like to suggest, I don't know, how do actors find their power before a photo shoot or even during it? Do you like have them get up and do some power moves or? <laughs> Different people respond differently. I've had actors you know, drop and do 20 press-ups because they need that kind of energy. And it works because definitely, I think, again, as a photographer, you need to be very aware of the natural energy levels for our shoot because there will be peaks and there will be dips. And yeah, I mean, it's important to keep the energy high. One thing that I like to do is working with music. My background's in music, so I guess I'm just more attuned to it. But for example, say we're photographing a particular look with a particular emotion and we have the character that we've already discussed then I will play music that kind of reflects. Almost imagine if this was a scene in the film and you would try to mirror what kind of music might be playing. I love that. I think yeah. that's a brilliant idea. And now do you have the actors make a playlist? I tend to do it. If the act, I prefer to do it. So I have a lot of preset playlists because what has happened in the past, I would be starting and then maybe would finish one song and then would repeat it with a different song. And what's happened before is like the... I've said to the actor, do you have anything you want to play? And then it, then you have to search for it and then you can't find the right version and it breaks the kind of energy flow. So no, that's because, why I was wondering if, if they brought a playlist. Oh, in like advance. A, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I Yeah, this is a good idea. I have not asked them before. <laughs> I mean, I've asked them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'll add that to my pre-shoot consultation. I'll be like, hey, if there's any particular songs, let me know. Yeah, um, and how many songs would they should they have? I... For these kind of sets, it's usually short and intense because I feel like a lot of the groundwork takes place before you actually start taking the photo. So it's more about getting the actor into the mindset. So I guess with actors, it's a little bit easier because they don't need to explain what they're thinking of, like they've had training to do this. So we'll talk about an emotion or it could be, I'm giving the examples of using emotions or adjectives but some actors prefer to visualize themselves in a scene. Essentially, it's the same thing. I guess it's just a different way of looking at it. Some people might become a character, like you are this character and this is what's happening. And then we, we prepare for that. And then I say, okay, look, we're gonna play a piece of music. It's gonna last about three to 
five minutes. During this three to five minutes, I just want you to like get lost in the music, go through the motions, and I'll be giving them a little bit of guidance. Usually for this type, I just let them get lost in the music, but I'll be directing them, just telling them where to look and stuff like that. And I, I really love those sessions. It can get really intense. Yeah, but it's after the song's finished, I've got goosebumps and you, there's this like real kind of energy that happens and it's a really special, yeah, special kind of moment. Absolutely. I, I could definitely see that where that would work. In fact, I'm, yeah, getting a lot of ideas for myself for my next photo shoot. So how about the preparation for headshots? Let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. As far as, let's say somebody has four looks, what do you suggest they do to prepare for that? So I think the first thing is, yeah, as we mentioned briefly before, is just thinking about the kind of roles that they want to get cast in. Um, and that can definitely influence the looks. So for example, it could be like a young mother, a school teacher, whatever. You don't have to go this specific, but just having an idea. And yeah, that will help dictate the emotions, the outfits. And then I'm here to help that. So say, for example, like what's a typical role that you would love to play more of? Well, I love very complicated women, but I do a lot of the roles that I get. I play a lot of mothers in a difficult situation, that kind of a thing, or yeah. business people who are also like trying to fuck people over, mm -hmm. basically. <laughs> yeah, those are the two typical roles that I get. And that I'm happy with. Yeah. But obviously, again, it's going to a stereotype. And I think that uh, people should always be thinking in terms of complexity. So the more simple the role, the less important the role. Yeah. So the more complexity you can bring to things, to, to your photo shoot, to your... And I don't mean complexity as far as making it difficult. I just mean showing more than one facet at a time of who you yeah, are. Yeah, definitely what you can do yeah definitely i mean basically what you've just said so just being aware of these things thinking about it in advance i just feel like with the photo shoot the more preparation you do the more smoothly it's going to run so yeah just and it could be to the point where you're thinking about these more complex kind of facets as you said so trying to be clear about the different adjectives or the different roles and then just, you could even take it one step further and then imagine yourself playing that role. Imagine a storyline, perhaps, before the I shoot. I love you that, could... Danny. Let's talk about that for a sec, because I think it could be really interesting to even build like a little a scene for yourself in your yeah. head. Yeah, definitely. Where you're meeting someone, right? And then it's just, let's say for ease sake, it's a love story, right? Mm -hmm. So you're seeing somebody where there's an immediate spark. Mm -hmm. And then you walk across the room and you have an interaction mm -hmm. and then another woman walks over and you think it's his girlfriend or wife. Yeah. And then you find out it's actually not. And I don't know, something like that. So you can build a scene for yourself where there's an arc and you're going through different emotions. I love something like yeah, that. I definitely. think that's brilliant. And I think that would work really well with the kind of when you're working with music, because mm. over the space of three to five minutes however long the music is you're essentially going through that uh, going through that storyline i also i think it's important to say that with headshots i don't think you should go like too strong into character it's always hints of this character that come through i like headshots to be neutral meaning it is it's resembling you it's showing your personality but with like hints so like on a scale of one to ten ten is exaggerating the motions and the acting 
I don't usually go to 10. It's usually around three, four, five. So it's just kind of hinting at these. Right. Just like with good acting, it should be coming through the eyes. And it shouldn't be demonstrating what you're seeing, right? Or feeling. It should be showing what you're seeing and feeling. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how many many outfits do you typically think is a good range to bring? Okay, the way that I currently work, I have different packages. However, I'm soon I'll be changing the kind of the method that I use for actors who are having their headshots taken by photographers who have packages. At a bare minimum, you want a different look, a different outfit change per look. And I like to approach each look as a different character or a different role. But I also like the actors to bring options as well. And I think that regardless of who you're getting your photos taken by, I'm sure they'll be absolutely fine or even appreciate if you do bring other options. At least for myself, I use color theory and stuff like that when I'm matching outfits to backgrounds. But sometimes I might have an idea of a color that would work really nice with a background. And then when I see it, I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's try something else. And then sometimes it's actually the plan B that worked better than plan A. So I think having those options definitely yeah, it just it gives you more freedom. Do you, just for yourself, do you go through, like, do you have the actors send you pictures of the outfits they're thinking of? Yeah, typically. It depends, but a lot of the time they do. I'm really, I don't know, I like to prepare to the point where I have software, which it's, a, it's software for photographers and filmmakers, and it allows you to create 3D sets. And so you basically set up your lighting and it, it has all of the kind of lights and modifiers that I use. So you just choose, okay, I have this light, I have this softbox, and it allows you to test shoots before you actually set up the studio. It's amazing. And what's really cool about it is you can actually photograph your exact backdrops. So I have 15 hand painted backdrops. So each one's unique. So I photographed all of those. So now in the software, I can visualize each background with what the actor is going to wear. So when I see the colors of the tops that the actor is wearing, I can, in, in the software, I can choose the exact kind of color. And then I can just click a button and change the background. So it allows me to test the different color combinations and stuff like that. I love it. Like I enjoy this part of the process. And sometimes, again, it depends on the actual who I'm working with and what the idea is. But if it's more of a portrait for myself, like something, an idea that I want to create, sometimes I will design the set first and then I will decide on colors that ideally the actor will have an orange jumper or whatever. And then I might say to them like, okay, if you have something this color, like this would work really harmoniously with the color palette. I love that. That sounds amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, it's fun. Do you ever have actors use props? Not really i think the most important thing is the connection with the camera the emotion and i wouldn't want anything to distract from that connection between the actor and the camera that's not to say for example like some props i feel like it's more of a distraction if it's part of the actor's personality then i feel like that's different like generally i don't like very loud clothing but maybe if that's like a real part like the style that if there's a very stylish actor and that is part of their personality then like why not because it's you're trying to show that person but in general i like to keep the clothing more on the simple side basically i just want all of the attention to be on the face 
and the eyes and the emotion. Now, do you, how, I mean, we all want to look good and have flattering pictures taken of ourselves. So yeah, most, yeah. most people, I think, especially most actors, know, know which is their best side. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's not necessarily, I don't yeah. know that that necessarily serves an actor. So how do you, I mean, obviously you want them to feel comfortable and yet you also want to get the full range of what the camera would see if, when they get cast. Or, or do you think it's better to mm -hmm. just choose sort of the pictures that are the most present and also the most uh, flattering? It's a good question. A bit of both. A casting director wants to have a good idea of who is going to walk into the room. What I mean by that is it's not always... <sighs> I don't want to say, I don't want to give any clear kind of it is or it isn't. I don't think there's any clear rules, but there will be some photos that are more flattering. But I think what could be more important is what represents you more. What's a more realistic view of you? And not, not a realistic view, you know, because the flattering photo, that is you, that, you know, that's how you look. I think the most important thing is that the image should represent the person who is walking into the room. They should be instantly recognizable as the person in the headshot, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's when actors are coming in for headshots, it's not a beauty portrait. They're not here to like the way that I liked it and stuff like that. No, I, obviously I like it to flatter them, but it's different to how you would do a beauty portrait. And that also goes into the retouching as well. I feel like the retouching should be kept in a way that I'm not going to make someone look younger or I don't want to make someone look right. different to how they look. For me, retouching, it's about reducing anything temporary. So it's more like if there's stray hairs or if there are any blemishes on the day or anything that isn't a permanent feature, just to adjust that. And I feel like that's the same, yeah, along the same lines. Just going back to the point that the headshot should represent who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about makeup. Every country sort of has their own style of what they like. You know, Germany, the Nordic countries seem to like a little bit more gritty, a little bit less made up. Whereas in America, although it's gotten much better in America, it used to be the, the glamour shots and all of that. And now it's also very realistic yeah. with, you know, some light makeup. And I think Spain is more along those lines as well. No, I personally think it's good to have a makeup artist just because yeah. I can really change a lot makeup, right? So I think it's important to enhance and to, you know, to whatever, cover up, if you, as you say, mm -hmm. if you have a blemish or something. But you don't want to be changing the way you look. And yet a makeup artist is so helpful, especially like for different hairstyles, for example. Yeah which really changes mm -hmm. the look. Yeah. Do, do actors ever come in? I mean, obviously getting your headshots taken is expensive and you know, adding a makeup artist into the mix becomes even more expensive. So I guess probably a lot of actors mm -hmm. come to you with not wanting to use a makeup artist. No, it's about, it's probably like a 50-50 split to be honest. Yeah, I have, so I have a few different makeup artists that I work with regularly. And I always recommend, if a client does want a professional makeup artist, I recommend the people that I work with because they have a very good understanding about what I want. And I, I feel like it's more of, I don't want to say what the industry wants, very natural looking makeup. So the makeup artists are never going to do anything crazy where it's like really crazy colors or anything like that. It's just basically helping the person look their very best, which I think is something that most people do want to look. 
I feel like there's arguments for both sides, really. Some people might approach it that when they go into a casting, they're probably not going to have professional makeup done. They will have done it themselves. So therefore they might decide, okay, I would rather do it myself because this is going to be more how I will look when I walk into the room. And yet, it goes back to what you were saying earlier, shoot your headshots the way you want to be cast, right? I mean, generally, often you'll go into uh, casting with very minimal makeup knowing that you're going to be made up, knowing that you are kind of presenting this blank slate. So I don't know. I do think that there's a certain level of yeah. professionalism that people should be aiming for with their headshots as well so that you're not projecting anything that yeah. looks less than professional. That's not how you want to be seen, right? As an actor, Definitely. you want to be seen as a, no, exactly. as a professional person. I get it. I get that, you know, a lot of actors, you know, it's expensive yeah. and, and you have to save up and, and do all that. But I, I personally think it is worth the extra amount just to even mm. for the stray yeah. hair that can ruin a headshot yeah. or the yeah. clothing. Because a lot of times the makeup artist will jump in yeah. and just, you know, fix your bra strap, which can ruin great pictures. Yeah, exactly. Like having a second set of eyes is very helpful. Yeah, and as you said, changes in hairstyle and stuff like that, especially if you're photographing multiple looks, usually. It's very typical to change the hair in each look and stuff like that. And yeah, you, you are definitely going to get better results if you hire a professional. Absolutely. So how long do your photo sessions generally last? I would say minimum two hours. So they're quite long. For me, for example, when the client arrives, I have already had a video conversation with them in, yeah, in the pre-shoot consultation. I don't like rushing things. This is, maybe it's more to do with me than the client. I feel like the way that I've noticed I get the best photos is when the client's at their most relaxed. And I feel like when you have a strict time limit, it's hard to, I basically want them to be relaxed. I don't want them thinking, oh shit, I've only got 20 minutes left because then it's making my job harder. It's harder for me to get these genuine expressions if my client's not feeling really relaxed. Even before we start the session, we usually spend the first kind of 20, 30 minutes just chatting. It all depends. Obviously, if the actor's on a very tight schedule, then I respect that and we'll get to work sooner. Yeah. As I said, I'm a people person, so I enjoy just getting to know them a little bit better and stuff like that. And I found that for the way that I work, that helps me because it helps me get the kind of photos that I want to get, the more real ones, the ones that feel like that person. And I feel like that can only happen if they're feeling very comfortable and relaxed. Well, I, I love this. And I think you've given so many really great tips on, on how to prepare. Is there anything that we haven't covered? No, I think that's it. We, I think this is, is not to do with preparing, but the difference between headshots and portraits, because I feel like a lot of people use the words interchangeably. And yeah, I feel like I think everyone's going to have a different answer to this question. I was thinking about this morning, basically, the difference between a headshot and a portrait. So what I would consider the difference is I feel like a headshot is more a visual representation of that person. It's more of a just a kind of this is what they look like. And in terms of cropping, it's head and shoulders, right? I feel like a portrait, it tells us much more about the person. And I don't feel that we necessarily even have to have a kind of a clear view of their face or their... I feel like you can learn something about a person without like the clearest view of them. I don't know if I'm explaining myself very well. Do you mean like in silhouette or...? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was one, one project that I saw. It came out in 2009. 
and it was questioning what is a portrait like can we even learn about someone without seeing them and yeah so for this project it was three photographers i think they were all from i think they graduated from stockholm so they were in sweden studying and they there was a woman who had passed away an elderly woman and the three photographers purchased all of her possessions like they they literally bought everything that was in her house and then over the space of three years, they photographed everything. And in a very documentary way, it's plain white background. And it's less like, okay, this is her coffee cup. This is her pen. Um, and then, so they compiled all of these images. Uh, so you're left with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of items, photos of items. And as you're looking through them, you're really starting to like, get a very good idea about who this person is. However, there's no photo of her, we don't know. All we know is what she owned. And that helps us learn about her personality and what she was into. Yeah. And I just thought that was a really, as you're looking through the images, you're definitely putting together these clues and you're creating a picture of a person. I would love to see and her just made at me the think, end, to know how close they are. Yeah, you're, you yeah. Know, what, what, exactly. As you're saying that, I'm looking around just my office here and I can, there are so many things that say who I am and how I am and yeah, you know I mean exactly. and I've got all my art supplies and I've got all this my, my studio set up for my self-tapes and you know the books that I'm into and interior design and this all exactly. of it you, you can definitely you're right you know and I love the idea of a coffee mug especially a loved coffee mug because yeah maybe it was a gift from a child or exactly yeah, yeah something someone made or I think you're yeah. right. It does tell so much. That that's. I bet it's fascinating to look at that. But then, for me, what would be missing at the end is like, how close are you? What this image yeah. that you've been building in your head? Yeah. It'd be an interesting yeah, yeah. art installation as well. Yeah. So it was presented as an art installation after. But yeah, it just made me question like, what is a portrait? Like, I just feel that a portrait is something that tells us something about another person. Like, typically, that's a photograph, right? But I feel like you can still learn about people, even if we don't see a clear view. Like, the way their body is positioned, their body language. And even if it's a silhouette and someone's standing in a certain way, we're still learning about that person. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just feel like a portrait, it's more about... Yeah, basically, it tells us something about them. Whereas a headshot, it tells us what they look like. Well, Ahmed... Let's talk about, just for a sec, what makes a good headshot? Because this is something that you and I talked about in our preliminary conversation. Because mm -hmm. I think it so often, photographers can be great photographers, but that does not make them a good headshot photographer for actors. Yeah. So yeah. what makes a good, because not everybody can come to Barcelona and shoot with you, although I highly recommend it. Seriously, you're really good. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so what what should people be looking out for when they're looking to book a photographer for their headshot? I think the most important thing is looking at their work and just making sure that the work they produce resonates with you. I think that's the, the most important thing because not everyone's going to like every photographer's style. What I consider to be a good headshot is it's basically about the connection. You could have, it's interesting, and this is another thing that I love about headshot photography or portrait photography is that you have this whole technical side, the lighting, basically lighting, but then also color theory and posing and stuff like that. But then you have what I consider the more important side is the human connection between the photographer and the subject. You could have 
a technically perfectly lit photo where everything's balanced perfectly and it looks great. But if there's no connection, I don't consider that a strong headshot or portrait. But the reverse is possible. You could have a photo that's not lit perfectly. But if there's that kind of that sparkle in the eye, that real connection, that when you see that photo as a human, you're feeling some kind of connection to the actor. I feel like that's more important. And I think that comes from the, it's just the human aspect. So it's important to choose a photographer that you feel an immediate openness with. Yeah, yeah. This is what I value. This is just my opinion. Well, it makes sense that those would give the best, you know, the, the best headshots. Because if, if you're being open, yeah. as you say, you, you can drop your mask. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I guess like from an actor's point of view, because there's, there's so many amazing headshot photographers. So I would say the first thing is just finding someone whose work resonates with you. But then also just asking around for recommendations, looking at their reviews, testimonials and things like that. Because yeah, I think a lot of the experience is in the connection that that might not be so obvious just by looking at the photos. It's more something that you might learn about from reading reviews and kind of word of mouth and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's all really, really good advice. Danny, this has yeah. been <laughs> such a pleasure. How can people find you? So on Instagram, I'm at retratos underscore Barcelona underscore actors. My website is www.retratosbarcelona.com. Um, yeah, so they're the two main places that I'm at. Wonderful. I will definitely put the links down in the show notes. Awesome. And Thank you so much. I just want to say if this has been such an informative thing, this is something that comes up for us actors every couple of years. You know, we always have to get new headshots. And it's so important to really put the time and the effort into the preparation for your headshot and then just go and have fun, just like you would for an audition, basically. So if any of this resonated with you, if you found it helpful and useful, please give a shout out to us. Definitely say hello to Danny and Instagram and myself as well. In fact, if you take a screenshot of this and tag me and Danny, I will share your screenshot on my stories. So once again, thank you so much for watching this or listening to this, however you are participating. Make sure to like and subscribe and I will see you next time. Until then, stay your bold and beautiful selves.